0: You're listening to The Perseverous Podcast, episode number 20. The creative lifestyle has many ups and downs. It's anything but typical. And after a big recital, an audition, or completion of any big project, we usually need some time to rest from the insanity that that performance created. But what happens next is what we're interested in for this episode. How do we recover from the downtime and get back to work? there's some thought-provoking conversation here the battle between motivation and discipline the force of resistance and tuning out or maybe giving into the call of netflix oh, that beautiful siren we exist here as a podcast to build community for classical musicians and talk about what life is really like after the episode i'll have more information about a cool new project we are trying and how you can get involved so stick around And if you're new to the podcast, you can read more about who we are at perservice.co. But in short, if our podcast was a high-budget Hollywood movie, Anna Luce, she would be played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Jessica Wiersma, she'd be played by Zoe Deschanel Christian Marshall, he'd be played by Benedict Cumberbatch and Michael Giblin, that's me I'd be portrayed by Russell Crowe Think more, Master and Commander Not so much the Les Miserables And if you've been listening to the show for a while and enjoy hanging out with us Would you consider supporting our work becoming a patron of the show? Running the show does cost money, but just a little bit of money can help us pay for hosting and all the other stuff we need. You can visit perservice.co slash patron to pledge your financial support of the show. You can become a patron for just as little as $1 a month. And if you can't give financially, you could help us out tremendously just by recommending the show to the musicians around you. Well, here is our show.
1: I was like, does someone, I was like, does someone scrub your toilets? And she was like, yeah, Ana Martinez. I was like, well, Ana Luce scrubs mine. <laughs> <I
2: don't laughs> that was my
1: best joke of the day. Oh, that was really a good. good
2: joke. Talk about recovery. I need to recover. I, last night in orchestra, I had my very first, during a concert, If you can't beat them, <laughs> join them moment.
1: Oh man, this <laughs> is so the
2: worst. Who are, who are we joining? The... Conductor whose theme for life is gags, gags, gags. <laughs> so like, or is that, maybe, that, maybe that's just an Austrian thing. You know, like when there's I, like when the concert has a gag in it, like you know, like a joke or something that's kind of oh, like oh, well, it's okay. just like, like cheese, cheese, cheese <laughs> ball sort of gag in between each of the pieces, he would like change bow ties, so it would be like first he started with a black bow tie, and then it was like a gigantic polka dot bow tie, and then for that song, uh, it's like from this like Lahar operetta, he put on a bow tie that had red LED lights in each of the corners, and so then they flashed when the singer like would hit her high notes, and it was just like all this like horrible stuff, and toward the end of it, I was like, Mm -hmm. I really don't think I can do this anymore, so during The (laughs) Blue Danube Waltz. He kept saying to the audience, "We want you guys to get up and dance. We want to see this." And so he gives the cue, and like no one starts dancing. So I look at Maria; she was playing second oboe, and we both nod to each other, and we get, we put our instruments down, and we get up and we start waltzing around the stage. Oh my god! Of course, now
3: he's gonna love you.
2: you. Did love it in the middle of a concert? In the middle of the concert, and the master came up afterwards. was like I love that spontaneity it's like it just it warms my heart that was so great to see you guys like thanks so much you're like well okay (laughs) if you can't beat them join (laughs) them
1: wow that's a good (laughs) join (laughs) them story though if you can't beat them stand up
3: and start dancing exactly in the middle of your (laughs) couch we have the Mariah Carey fiasco we could discuss let's talk about recovery from that And how it I heard that
2: her career done. was the last death of 2016 <laughs> yeah, was like, actually
3: oh. it was great I saw somebody was like Mariah Carey's performance was an excellent analogy to oh, 2016 okay,
0: <laughs> Ah, it's so painful. I mostly feel bad because very little of that was actually in her control. It's like if you don't have monitors, you're in the middle of Times Square. It's a terrible performance space and there's nothing you can do about it.
3: Well, right. But you know that signing up and I I think the paycheck makes up for that. So I actually don't feel so bad (laughs) for her because this is also not the first time it's happened to her. I don't know if you remember. She did the Christmas tree lighting in New York City a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. It was like the worst thing I've ever oh, heard. Yeah. She was like not in the right key. She's blasting away. And the backup singers come in and like a different key. It was a disaster.
1: But I will say Michael and I have been discussing this with some mm-hmm. people on our Slack forum. Right, That Michael? is correct. Which, which thread was that in?
0: I think it might have just been the random thread in our classical musician thread just like Mm -hmm.
1: gleaning some opinions because you know if it were me well first of all I've had millions of dollars we were talking about how celebrities get so much money so they don't really have the right to complain but they also do have to put up with a lot of nonsense yeah so I feel like it's somewhere in the middle and unfortunately everyone laughs at her Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it was ridiculous yeah it was a crazy thing that happened. What I, I kind of loved so it. What was
2: crazy about it is how she handled it. She was like, well, ain't getting to any better. Let me just stand <laughs> <up> here. The <laughs> That's way what she talked to the crowd, it was so like, whoa. Well, she was Has being real. She just real, like right? stepped off the ledge. No, um, yes, but also, I, I totally it was, agree with you, Christian. I it was, was like, a little bit almost not bitter, but this sort of like, Why am I even up here? I don't want me do this doing this anymore. Let me just go stand over here. Hey, hold me. Can you flip me around? I know you can. Hold me. No, like (laughs) really. She told the guy she was like, just flip me. You know you can. Come on. Flip flip me. me."
3: No, I agree (laughs) with you. I was I felt like she didn't even try. She was just like, Well, I'm gonna stand here and look really angry. You're Don't right, you feel bad for did... the
1: dancers, though? Because I feel like they're more on our level of performing ability and, like, um, job description. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, we're paid to dance this routine. Yeah. She's not doing anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. We're what? Happy New Year, Jess. Nine
3: days in. Almost a week and a half. 2017 is almost a week and a half old. How's it How's it going so far? That's a, slow a very start. good question. Slow start. Slow start for me. Okay, slow start for Anna. Well, I mean, sounds yeah. like he has something to say about that?
2: It's not been a slow start. I've been concertizing since the 29th up until today. And unfortunately, you know, I had told myself all fall, I'm going to work really hard this fall. And then Christmas week, I'm going to give myself a seven day break and not do any work. And my body took that as a sign to get sick. Mm -hmm. So I was healthy all fall and then break comes. And then. It was holiday time and doing stuff with family, which was all great. And I loved it. But I had strep throat and then I got a cold and then I got the flu. And then, of course, you know, I'm on break and I'm supposed to be recovering. And now I need to recover from my break. Yes.
3: I feel <laughs> I had this very similar situation. I got very sick over the holidays. Yeah. It's kind of exactly what you said. You're going, going, going. And then you, finally get to a week off and apparently your body decides to die and now you're back at it. And how do we recover from being ill or whatever? I,
0: I think singers must have a, this one was just be devastating for singers. Cause like if your voice is your instrument and your body is your instrument, you'd just be totally out of commission. But even as like string players, I mean, when you get sick, are you still practicing while you are sick? Um, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't do that. I'm
3: not. Cause i am not because I had a sinus thing and playing was literally painful because it made my head feel <laughs> the vibrations through your head and you're like, ah, yeah, it was so painful. <laughs> also, was like you can't hear things, yeah.
2: you know, right. you're trying no to point. tune an orchestra and you're <laughs> like, um, I don't, I literally don't even know what pitches.
3: <laughs> yeah, is. exactly.
0: I mean, I think I, I could probably power through if you had a gig or something, you were like, I have to make the money. I'm going to show up and like you could make it work, but it's definitely if you're just trying to practice. I don't think it's it's doable, right? Here's
1: the thing, though. Even if you're not sick, and everyone around me was sick, and I always get it, and this year I didn't, but still, like, the exhaustion after Gigmas was killer, and yeah. I come back to the city after, and I had, like, guests in my apartment for, like, a month straight, which that was my own fault, and it was great, but it was, you know, it's just, like, not, not always restful, sure, yeah. and people are still in town, and... Woo! I got back from Christmas break and like still had gigs lined up, but I'm like barely making it through some of this stuff. <laughs> I don't know, like my brain's just like super foggy. Didn't have any official illness, but woo! It's just been like turtle speed, right?
0: I've been sort of in that same space too, where it's like I need a holiday from my holiday. Yeah. Like, yes, I love seeing my family and traveling, and because it's like you have all the gigs. And then, oh, travel, like, shop, go wrap all your presents, like, travel and see everybody, hang out, have, like, the fun times. And I'm, you know, the introvert, too. And so, yes, I like seeing everybody, but that's exhausting for me on top of all that. And so I finally get home, and it's New Year's, and everybody's like, oh, have the best year ever start living make all these changes and start living awesome now and and it's also sort of been difficult for me because i'm i'm taking this audition well, in 2 days i'll have already had it by the time this uh, airs but It's like I'm supposed to be practicing the whole time during break. And so, you know, that's really frustrating to be like, hey, guys, good seeing you. I'm going to go down to the basement and practice for an hour. And it's just like I am not ready to like attack the new year and and start start living my best year ever. It's like I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm in this like limbo state of not feeling rested and not ready to start working yet.
2: Yeah. But that's interesting because how you said, you know, you have this audition in a couple of days, which is, I guess, what, January 11th? Yep. Okay. You've been preparing for this. Since 2016, technically, you know, so it's not like everything ended and then 2017, okay, brand new start, like things carry over. Yes. And yes, yeah. I was kind of made aware of that when someone asked, Oh, have you got your new calendar for 2017 yet? You know, like fill in, I love writing, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Well, no, because mine always goes from September of one year to December of the next. Anyway, and then I realized again, like mm-hmm. in my mind, all these projects I've been working on go until the end of February. And so it's like my new year. And I really think like this, like my new year is going to begin March 1st. So I don't have this feeling like now I need to do my New Year's resolutions. I still have time to think about them. And then <laughs> come March 1st, then I can start making some changes. Is that like the Chinese New Year's? I have no idea.
0: Is when is Chinese New Year? That's what
1: It's like. usually late Jan. I would almost kind of like yeah. that. That'd be kind of nice.
0: Yeah, just have an official later start of the year.
1: Or orthodox Christmas.
2: But but it's true because like, you know, going from a busy fall and then gigmas and all of these other things you have going on, we don't have time or the mental space between gigs and and projects and auditions to say, okay, now I'm going to have a brand new lifestyle come January 1st. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. I well, think, You know how I the, feel
1: about it, anyway. Yeah, no brand new also, lifestyle.
2: <laughs> we covered it, Anna. Yeah, no. got it. Yay.
1: Over it. <laughs>
2: but also, I mean, like, look, look at the type of work that we do. Us becoming musicians, it's incremental steps, you know, baby steps, and practicing and learning new ideas yeah. and and expanding our technique. It's rarely do you see someone go from black to white on one day. You know, the sort of like, cold turkey switch. Like, that's just I don't think that's as a musician or as an artist, I think that's maybe not so natural for us. Maybe not. I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: Thinking. The thing is, it's an incredible long game, right? It's not. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. As over the course of being a musician, like this is an incredibly long process of becoming a musician and finding your voice. And I don't think you can beat yourself up that much over like short periods of uh, complacency, or or just not not having the drive to to get started right away. I don't know.
3: That being said, it's kind of this great idea that you know January first comes, yeah, like let's let's do it, let's get it going. But the reality is, you know, I looked at my calendar and it's like, great, I have two weeks off of teaching, I have a week off of playing. That's awesome. I'm gonna have some good downtime to get it together, you know, to rest and get ready for the new year. And the reality is that does not happen because of all the things you said earlier, Michael, with the traveling and the visiting family. And, and now here we are a week and a half into the new year. And my calendar is fuller than it was at the end of the year. And I'm just not sure I'm interested in being active right now. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to recover while also doing all the things I actually need to do. And I've seen a couple things this week of just some examples of people that definitely have not recovered from from the holidays. And just, you know, a couple people snapping here and there that normally wouldn't. And Christian had a story about, was it in a concert, like during a concert, who was taking seriously ill in the middle of a concert i mean oh yeah yeah we have to take care of ourselves but how do we do that
2: heart attack yeah whoa
3: yikes yeah Yeah. so just how do we go about doing our work even if we're not feeling motivated Mm -hmm. to do so what's the best way to do that and stay in the habit or get back in the habit when we really would rather just watch you know The entire season of The Crown on Netflix Mm in one day.
1: (laughs) In one day. (laughs) I feel like our conversation even today is like, uh, it's very, (laughs) it's a very real representation of how we're feeling in our lives right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different problems that could be blocking your progress And so some of it, I think, is deconstructing what it is you're feeling exactly. And so like you mentioned, is it just a lack of motivation? And I think sometimes it is. And I don't really know that you can always rely on motivation to get you through. Yes, I think there has to be. There has to just be the discipline and habit of, I go to work. Like, assuming that you're healthy enough to work and then you don't have a head cold or something, I get up and I practice, or these are just the things that I do, but... It's also I think it's also healthy to take breaks and to not, you know, after Christmas and gigmas and all this stuff, to take a couple of days off or something. And I mean, I do it. I don't necessarily practice every day. I even though I call myself a professional. But I also don't wait for the this mystical inspiration or waiting to feel good enough to start practicing to strike. Uh, because that's not reliable. Yeah, I love
2: this. I love this quote that I heard one time, a a long time ago, but it was from, I think it was from a double bassist. I love seeing how my relationship to practicing has changed or or, how it changes every time I practice because at the beginning, I don't want to practice. I don't want to start. And but once I'm into it and it's going well, I don't want to stop. And I think that's one of the things that we have to remind ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't have to yeah. have that amazing feeling at the beginning. We can start. We yeah. can let it come. And if it doesn't come, okay, maybe take a break, go to something else. But like you said, yeah, you don't have to wait for the muse to strike or you don't have to wait for those, mm-hmm. the warm fuzzies of thirds and sixths and octaves, you know, <laughs> to kick in. Do those
1: exist? <laughs> Just kidding.
2: Not well, that I know. Of. Oh, you don't practice scales oh, and no, tenths? No, I used no. to have
3: to do scale tests and
1: Ugh. third, sixth, and tenths. Nope. I reject it. Yes. I and think then it's play a good...
3: Paganini scale. Or Caprice. <laughs> yeah. What? What's Paganini a Paganini scale? scale. Nothing. Let's
1: make one up. It right. can be okay. our new thing. I think it's important to acknowledge that, and I I don't know about you guys, but I feel like this different. This year is different than other years have been. Either we're getting old, <laughs> or it might be, I don't know, the political and world climate right now. Uh. I feel like there's like a heaviness in... Our country, and I feel like other countries as well, just like with all of the, there's just a lot of conflict in our nation and in In other nations around the world. And I think that it's affecting, as musicians, we kind of maybe feel things more than in other professions because emoting is part of our job. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to acknowledge like this, this year is different than other years. There's a heaviness. And, and I think that's why it's even more important to be like, I'm just going to do this even if I'm not motivated. Mm-hmm. Just like do it for you. You're going to get into it and love it. And I'm telling this to myself because I'm not doing it. i yeah. preaching <laughs> to myself. Yeah, But I, yeah, I think like let's acknowledge where we're at and then just commit to
0: yeah. Keep it on. For me, noticing um, the resistance that I'm feeling towards getting started has been one of the biggest, I don't know, helps in my life. I've probably referenced it a couple times. One of the best books I read was uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he is basically talking about this force of resistance. And once I recognize that in my life, it's sort of like writer's block on steroids, that it's like this, this force that is preventing you from doing the work that you need to do or that the work that you to grow as a person and improve. And sometimes feeling the resistance is stronger than my like drive to actually do the work. And so that's what I sort of realized. I'm like, oh, I'm really avoiding practicing a lot. I think that means I should pre- be practicing right now or stuff like this. Like sometimes I feel the negative sure. pull stronger than I feel yeah. the positive pull.
3: And I don't think for those of you who who feel that way, the way Michael's just describing and um, or maybe you have in the past or maybe you have a pattern of feeling that way, you know, it's not just a one-time deal. I don't think it usually means no, that yeah. you don't like music or you don't like what you're doing. I think it's just like any other job. And there are days yeah. that you just don't like it. And it's it's not a big deal. You know, you, have, you just show up and you do it. You know, get your work done. Sometimes you have to do the actions before you have the feelings. Is that? Yeah. Right. Whatever. So I don't think it's something, you know, to be afraid of that. Oh, man. Like, I really have been feeling this resistance to practicing for the past month or something, it doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't be doing it. Sometimes it's just a season you're going through. It's just, you know, it's January, it's been cold. That gets everyone down after a while. And, you know, so I wouldn't take it too seriously that, oh man, you better reevaluate your life decisions.
0: It's still, it still work, whether how much you like it or not. When you decide to make it, you're, Right. you know, your life's work, Right, exactly. it becomes work.
3: But don't you just love it? You're following your heart.
0: This might be sort of playing devil's advocate here. I don't know. Sometimes I will go the complete opposite route if I'm trying to get motivation or I'm just sort of like in this in-between world of sort of working and sort of recovering is that I will just go all in on having a lazy day and be like, okay, I'm going to take the whole day and watch all of the crown on Netflix or whatever. And Like watch it to the point where it becomes uncomfortable where you're like, Oh, I've been watching for a couple hours now. I should probably practice. Nope. You got to keep going. And so that the next day you'd be like, I don't have any desire to watch any more Netflix because I got it out of my system. I've watched all the Netflix I could.
2: And I feel, you know, I can look back and be like, I had my day. Go all in. This this reminds me. I, I know this so well, and I think that is totally okay. Yes. Because... All right. Good, I'm so Thanks. glad you said but, that. And, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I totally support this. There is a great <laughs> audiobook called Word by Word. Ah, um, oh. It's a playoff of Bird by Bird, a book by Anne Lamott. And uh, this is a recording of a lecture she did, you know, decades ago. And there's this one little part. It's really maybe, you know, just a couple sentences, but she says, you know, maybe the reason you can't write is you're not in a season of production. Maybe you're in a season where you need to fill up. And so tell yourself, hey, I'm going to take a month and I'm not going to write and I'm going to read and read and read and watch movies and go on walks and have conversations and fill up. Because when you're an artist, you have periods and seasons of filling up and periods and seasons of production and where you pour out. And we're no different. You can't practice and perform so intensely all the time. That's only pouring out and you'll never fill back up. So these, you know, whether or not you choose to fill up with Netflix or with books or with uh, sports. You know, everyone's different. They have their own things that they need to fill up with. But I'm totally for that. It's not a sign of laziness. It's not a sign of you being a bad musician or a bad artist. No, it's your creative soul needs a break. It needs time to process what it's working on, what it's thinking about. And when it's ready to produce, you will know you will reach for your instrument and you will practice and you will perform.
3: Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I actually even go as far as I give myself permission for me. This is a big deal. Okay. I have Uh, to give myself permission to have that day
1: Mm -hmm.
3: or even like that afternoon or that morning, whatever of not practicing or Mm -hmm. not even thinking about any of that stuff and doing whatever. And if I get bored of watching Netflix and I go do something else, I don't practice. I give myself permission to not feel guilty about not practicing because if I feel guilty, then it's ruining my day off. Right. That's,
0: that's sort of the point of like, you need to like really set it aside and like make parameters that like,
3: yes. And so I give myself permission to do that. And I, I mean, that (laughs) might sound really crazy and maybe other people don't need to do that, but I have to give myself permission to not feel guilty and to just be like, I'm going to be a sloth (laughs) today. And you know what?
0: None of that. It's going to be great. There it is. <laughs> Sorry. I was just watching your <laughs> celery and carrot sloth eating video.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh that not, not that, no, not, not that. Th- there yes. it is. Yes. And so sometimes I, you just have to do that. Now, maybe it can't go on forever.
0: No, that's, but that's point. I totally
3: agree with Christian. <laughs> you do need to take time off. Your brain needs it. Yeah. Your body needs it to re-energize. So that you can come back and work as efficiently as you want to and need to. So let's say, though, still we do that. Like, so let's say we have, like, a whole day where you just
0: watch all the series on Netflix or something.
1: And they're done that. Uh, sort of, you, yeah,
0: <laughs> right? Which I sort of also consider uh, investing in your social life a little bit so that you sort of have something to talk about with people. Oh. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, you could do this. You could do it with books, too. Like, I just, my the circle of people I usually associate with don't really do discuss like oh have you read the new novel i don't know for me the conversations usually center around tv shows or something or it's an easy conversation at least for me because i need help because i'm conversationally challenged
3: (laughs) (laughs) um so how do we fight this stuff practically what are some practical little things you can do to kind of help Mm -hmm. yourself out um probably because i've been sick but I have been a little bit stricter with myself the last week about going to bed at a decent hour again, because I've been quite ill, but it's actually super helpful guys, (laughs) like going (laughs) to bed at a somewhat normal hour. And weirdly enough, I have found doing it several nights in a row has made it easier to go to bed at a more decent hour, Uh if that makes sense. Um, That's been very helpful. So do that. Make sure you're rested in that way, again, to fight the physical ailments of the world. But mentally, even if I haven't been practicing the last couple of days because of my death disease and I'm feeling starting to get a little bit out of the foggy brain syndrome. Mm -hmm. So sleep, guys.
1: And also, yeah, just basic, basic advice, like going to bed. But I like need to do that. I've been going to bed every night. At 2 a.m. on the Christmas Christmas party fun time schedule. And then like I get up at 11 and I'm like, what's happening? And I think that's part of the reason why I'm so thrown off. But also when you're super busy and you're in recovery mode and you're feeling lazy and not motivated, you don't go to the grocery store. I've been eating like bread. So (laughs) just like I know that's not helping me (laughs) want to practice or be a happy human. Like I'm grumpy and I'm tired. And I'm eating bread. Yep. <laughs> it's
2: like the Oprah bread commercial. Is delicious. She's like,
1: I love bread. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oprah. But maybe, these are very practical and I'm sure they're musical. <laughs> musical but I think, you know, too.
3: as as artists, our whole soul is affected by our body. Wow. And therefore,
1: whole body. <laughs> we have to take care oh. of our body. Seeing Christian just sneeze, he's not. Christian's sneezing because he's eating bread too and not sleeping.
2: Well, today I know I've shared this piece of advice before, but it's exactly what I did today. We got back into town, and it was just an hour before my diving class. And the question was like, "Okay, am I going to go do sports or not? Like, what do I do? Because tomorrow I'm leaving town again for a couple of days, and I have to get some work done for that, and then." I thought, no, I'm I'm going to feel better afterwards if I do some exercise and I need to do it. So I told Maria what I've said to you guys before. I did it unemotionally. You know, it was like, don't think about it. Just go put on your shoes, pack your bag and go. Don't okay. think about it. Don't be emotional. And then also something I just started doing now, and I learned this from writing, is... One way to, to build stamina and to get yourself to write is, you know, to just give yourself a short assignment, just say, okay, I'm going to put on my headphones, listen to some music and write nonstop for five minutes and don't care about the quality of the sentence or the quality of the work you're writing. And, you know, you might think, oh, well, well why would you want to practice writing crap? Well, it's not that. What you want to do is you want to train yourself to, to get something done so one thing that you could do is say okay i'm going to play through some scales now maybe you know three octaves third six whatever do something you know get through it make getting through it the goal not the quality so don't beat yourself up beat yourself up over something just like get through it and then for the next round pay attention to quality i think you know when we when we get used to little assignments and completing them it's kind of like building our stamina or building our confidence in a way saying like, Hey, I can practice smarter, stronger, longer, but you're not going to go. I think from practicing every other day for two hours to practicing every day for five, I think it's just too big of a jump. So, you know, trick, trick your mind, give yourself little assignments, do them and be like, Hey, I'm actually, I've been really successful. I've heard, yeah, some Mm -hmm. people talk about
0: like, oh, if you want to get into flossing, but you don't floss, like just floss one tooth. Like every night, you know, and then
1: and then you're like, no, I need more teeth. <laughs> and then you're like, more, okay, well then start doing two, fl- start flossing more two teeth. teeth or whatever.
0: And eventually, it's like you'll get in the habit. But trying to go from I don't floss to I'm gonna floss all my teeth, like it's it's too big of a jump.
3: <laughs> too many teeth in there.
1: <laughs> too many teeth. Too, right. I think I, I think too in the winter. I mean, a lot of people suffer from seasonal depression, and we've touched on this several times on this episode about how the, this year is different, and there's maybe more mm-hmm. seasonal depression this this. Yeah. And I think um, you don't want to like be outside and maybe exercising is like hard to think about and dragging your buns to the gym. But I think most musicians are in towns that have some kind of museum or something that you can do that's outside of your house. If you do have a whole day off in January, which happens for a lot of musicians more than usual, because work is slow for, for most people. I think you need to take a day to get out of your house. Radio. Do not lock yourself up with your violin and your bread. Go, walk, <laughs> like, go to the store. Go spend one hour at a museum. Sometimes we need, you know, outside... Motivation and a little a little cold air isn't going to kill us on our day off. Uh, wow you guys are inspiring yeah. me. Oh yeah, Here's, uh,
0: something. For a while, I was really into this uh, work about work when I was resisting actually doing work, and I listened to this huge long program called appropriately "Getting Things Done" uh, by David Allen. And uh, you know, there's way too much information in there, but one of the things I believe he was talking about is when I'm in limbo and looking at this big, you know, task of like and sometimes it's just like I have to learn all this music and I don't want to practice. Breaking things down into the next actionable item. And sometimes for me it's been like I don't want to practice. Well, why don't you want to practice? Well, because I don't sound good right now. And you're like, well, why don't you sound good? It's like, well, my bow needs to be rehaired. And you're like, okay, well, that's still not an actionable. And you're like, well, where are you going to go get your bow rehaired? It's like, well, I don't know. I don't know who to go to. And so it's like, well, I need to call my friend Tim and ask him who he recommends because I don't have a guy yet. And so like that's the first actionable item is actually call Tim and ask him where does he go to get his bow rehaired? or who do you use? Lots of times just breaking things down to the next actionable item you can do to get started starts you on this path of figuring out, okay, how do I actually start practicing because your instrument's in disrepair and all that stuff. So that was one little thing I've uh, picked up over the years is start really figuring out where you can actually take action and sort of deconstruct what the problem really is. And and I think there's there's probably a lot of other stuff in this conversation that we could have really dived into about maybe like motivation wasn't your problem in recovering from all the break there's lots of other good stuff that we'd love to hear from you about recovering and getting started. Um, I'll have more information about an opportunity you have to talk with us throughout the week on our Slack group that we have for classical musicians, but I'll get more into that in the outro. So I think that's been mm,
1: Thanks, guys. Been yeah, feeling today, guys. a little bit more optimistic about
3: now. the future of
0: my yeah,
1: life. Yeah. And that's a good point, Michael. Yeah, a good reminder yeah. to me because my violin sounds like trash. If you don't want to practice for a few days, put that thing <laughs> in the shop, and then you'll be inspired because it'll sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> right and
0: you can binge watch netflix while your violin there is in you the go. You're like
1: oh i can't practice guilt-free, guilt-free i don't have dance.
0: another violin oh wait yeah i do no crap no
1: i don't six hundred dollar one is like Ooh, get it out of here
0: i just oh i just thought of one this is really sort of random uh, i just did this sort of weird tech hookup uh i opened up GarageBand and like turned on the live monitoring so that it you can actually hear what you're recording like in real time and then ran it through a speaker and like cranked up the reverb so all of a sudden it sounds like i'm practicing in a like a huge concert hall oh my
1: gosh
0: i ran it it through a speaker so i didn't have to do it with my headphones on and that was just something i recently did that was like oh i just made practicing really fun for the day nice yeah anyways love it yeah that was my random tip of the day it was good talking with you guys yeah you guys, see to you guys. happy I'm new guys. i am michael ogiblin
3: i'm anna loose i'm jessica weersma
0: and i'm christian
2: marshall and we out well that is our
0: show folks herservice.co slash 20 that's P-E-R-S-E-R-V-I-C-E dot C-O slash 20 Like the numbers is where you'll find a link to that talk by Anne Lamott that Christian mentioned and also a link to join our community on Slack. And our mission here in the podcast is to bring together musicians to talk about what life is really like. The things that nobody else understands, the things that encourage us and the things that have been helpful. Our conversations on the podcast are just the first step. We'd like to invite you to our beta test of the community on slack and if you don't know what slack is it's a communication app that is revolutionizing the way that teams communicate if you're tired of the ugly internet forums the disorganized facebook groups we'd like to encourage you to try our slack community the sign-up form is on the show notes page. Again, that's perservice.co slash 20. And space is limited during our beta test of this. You can follow us during the week on Instagram. We are at perservicepodcast. We love seeing what's going on in your life and your hashtag gig of the week. And if you have any questions for us, you can send us a message there. And another cool way you can help us out would be to leave us a rating or a review in iTunes. And please subscribe as well. We greatly appreciate the support from Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lomgood, and Anne Bergman for supporting the show on Patreon. You are smart, you are kind, and you are important. And if you would like to join the community of supporters, head over to preservice.co slash patron or just search for their show on patreon.com. And I leave you with this final quote from Barbara DeAngelis, who says the journey between what you once were and who you are now becoming is where the dance of life really takes place. So we'll see you again in two weeks when we talk about money, our mindset about it and how to make some more of it until then be well and practice well.